0: Welcome to Pathway to Faith podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. When I got this assignment on Friday, you know, I was after a different assignment. I thought I was going to give a few reports and just swing on in, meet with Bishop, and swing on out. And in the middle of the report, he says, "Oh, you got Sun? You got service Sunday?" I'm like, "Who got? Who is what?" I'm like, "I came to give a report. I'm going back to work. I got date night. I got some stuff going on." But I heard the word, and I said, "Well, I have to be honest. I'm not truly." I wasn't truly all the way completely surprised because I knew God had been dealing with me about the importance of relying on him you know it's real easy for us to say that we really rely on God and that sounds nice and fancy but when you really 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 have to rely on God it looks different it feels different it can cause you to be uncomfortable God has been taking me on that journey Um, I have as some of you may know, I'm an accountant. I own, I'm a business owner, so you know I love to talk about entrepreneurship. That may come up. We'll see. But in the midst of it, um, God redirected me. I visited with you before about a test, and now I'm walking in that thing. And I discovered um, I got first some of my first cases that I had to represent some clients. And one of them, they could have went to literally, it could have been a criminal investigation. And I realized I had to just lay it on my face because, yes, I had passed the test did all the study courses, had the mentors, but I needed to hear from the one who knew everything. The one that would represent them better than I could ever represent them. The one that could say what was needed to be said to get the heart because the word of God says God has the heart of the king in his hand. So I knew he had the heart of the IRS agent in his hand too. And so as I was toiling and pressing in, and last week was right on time, because I had just came out of those two cases, and both of them got the victory, working it out, but God reminded me. He said, you don't press like that. You press like that for this, because it's uncomfortable. It allowed me to see how far away, because I had learned to do that business, the other thing. Like some of you,
1: I'm not in, my, by,
0: in this by myself. You show up to work, you show up to school, you show up to your business, and you do what you do. Because you know that. But tomorrow when you show up, you're gonna show up differently. You're gonna show up differently. Because we gotta get back to truly relying on God and the Holy Spirit. That same meeting that I was in, Bishop's always teaching. It's just always powerful. He's teaching. Somebody prayed, and when they prayed, um, they finished, and Pastor said, oh, no, we're not finished, because I was going to start my little report. He said, oh, we're not finished. Holy Spirit is not an intruder. He won't come where you don't invite him to. And I was like, whew, that was good. So the Holy Spirit is not an intruder. He won't come where you invite him, where you don't invite him in. So when you show up at your workplace, do you show up how you left on Friday? Or do you press in and say, like it's a new thing, like you've never seen it before? See, when you're really relying on God, you'll do that. You wanna approach it like business as usual. You wanna approach the classroom like, oh, I know this 28 kids. No. You'll say, "God, show me what they need today. Show me today what I need to teach. Show me today what student needs me to hug them a little longer. Show me today, God, when I go in this office, who needs to hear a word? What coworker am I walking by that I may need to stop and just hug? Show me today who I may encounter as a customer, that I think they're just coming to do a transaction with me, but you sent them to hear you. When we approach each day like that, oh, it becomes a new day. And the results are different too. (laughs) The results are much different. As Michelle talked about um, 9-11 and his grandparents' day today, so it's a double thing, don't you think about I've thought about this over the 20 years of that happening of people that were driving to work doing what they did the last day and they didn't know it would be somebody's last day and the Holy Spirit told someone stop stop today stop here get gas do this go back to the house you left the garage door open whatever the circumstance was and it delayed them by just that moment because they were in tune and they missed what happened because they weren't in the building that day have you ever thought about that because there were stories upon stories of that and we certainly just connect our hearts with those families that lost loved ones but it's important to not just start our day it's important to really ask God in all things, in all things, in all things. It doesn't matter what you do. I don't care if you cut hair. If you want to be the best hair cutter, you better start your day different. You better hold your clippers up and say, God, show me a unique way to do it. Show me a different way to do it than it's ever been done before. We can't just approach things all willy-nilly. We ain't heard that one in a while. We have to approach it like it's the first time. Like it's the first time. And when we do that, we get different results. One of the things in my company that when um, I have the, business, uh, the privilege of sitting with clients and talking with them about their business, and, and uh, one of the things I'll say, which is not scripture, but I'll tell them, I'll say, good is the enemy of great. Good is the enemy of great. It is just easy to settle for a good result instead of great results. Great results require something extra, extra some, something extra to attention to details. Let me say that again. Great results require extra attention to details. See, sometimes it can just be, oh, it's good. Now, I've got a mentor who tells me, because pe- some people struggle with procrastita- procrastination, and they get paralyzed in that. And so one of my mentors said, it's good enough, go, for because you, know, you got people who get stuck. But it's, it's something about good is okay, it'll be good. But when you want it to be great, when you want it to be something different, then it takes attention to details. When, however, we are in Harvard Church where this floor man says, preach the word. So let's go to John ten ten. 10, um, if you'll bring that up for me. And I want, I'm after the B part, because, you know, when I normally come, I'm always on the A part. But I hope I can see this, you know. Tom, tell how many, when you up here, what things look like. Goodness. Yeah, I got my pink and green case. Okay, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Abundantly. Abundant life. A life of fullness. What is abundant life? We hear about abundant life, abundant life, abundant life. And a lot of times you may think, oh, abundant life's got to mean money. No, abundant life is not money. It may Money may be in it, but it's not just money. Abundant life is a fullness of joy and strength for your spirit, soul, and body. Let me say that again. Abundant life, a life of fullness of joy for your strength, strength for your spirit, soul, and body. Strength for your spirit, soul, and body. Now, that sounds good. And we can. We've all heard about abundant life, but at some point, we say, "Am I living? Am I truly living abundant life? Am I living an abundant life?" For some, you'll say, "You know, it's not bad. It's good." And I told you what good was, right? And for some, you haven't even thought about it in a while because you got comfortable. We got comfortable because sometimes you can get comfortable in good. That's why a lot of times when I get when I get clients. Um, that are their backs against the wall. If it don't work, they'll be bankrupt. I love those clients because I know they're going to push different than the client that shows up with the bank loan. I have a bank loan and a line of credit. I'm like, here we go, Jesus. Because they see their way. But when this is the only way, there's no more recourse. God, I'm trusting you that if this don't work, I'm out here so far to limb, I'm going little look crazy. That's a beautiful place to be be that's a beautiful place to be but abundance requires you to get in an uncomfortable area but you've got to give God something to work with and that's the title of today's message is give God something to work with let's look at a scripture Luke 6 46 as they bring that up why do you call me Lord Lord and do not practice what I tell you let me read that again. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not practice what I tell you? How many times have you talked to somebody and they said, oh, I need to talk with you, sis. I want to find out how you did that. Or I need to talk with you, bro. I see you. Your business is prospering. Or whatever the situation is. Oh, I see you. I need to talk with you. Will you talk with me? Tell me how you did that. And then you stop and share. And then that you come back to check it out. And you say, did you do that? Oh, no, I ain't do it yet. You were like, you, you was worrying me and stuff. You had to know. And you wanted the three steps to prosperity and the four steps to flipping over. But you don't want you to. You didn't do none of the steps? No, not none of the steps. Because sometimes people get fixed on the results, but not all, they don't want to do the process. See, it's always something in the process you have to get to qualify you to have the results. If you got the results without the process, you wouldn't even understand how to embrace that thing. If someone sets you down in what you call there without you going through the process, you wouldn't even survive there. It's about the process that qualifies you and allows you to be able to stand and not forget who is Jesus, that Jesus is Lord. See, if you got to the end result without going through the process, you thought you did it. But when you can remember, no, God, I almost lost everything doing what you said. Oh, I won't get cute. That helps you to stay rooted and anchored in the word because you had a process. And in that process, you give compassion. See, you, sometimes you didn't have, until you had a lack of something, you didn't have compassion for somebody who had a lack of that thing. See, the process gets you, connects your heart to people too. Oh, you can understand somebody whose marriage is rocked. Because when your marriage was rocked, you know how that felt. So when you see it, oh, you understand the look because you was in that look. So you can testify and, and talk to somebody who's got that look. See, it's the process. (laughs) Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not practice what I tell you? See, in the business world, we charge a fee because we know there are some people who you're going to talk to, you're going to give them directions, insight, and they may do it and they may not. But in the midst of it, because you understand you're a steward of your time, this is going to help entrepreneur today, you get value for your time and you charge them. Pay here. See there's a lot of business owners that have a problem asking for their money but I'm gonna set you free today. When you understand stewardship and you understand your you went through a process and you own that process and you think about how many lessons you had to get taught then you don't have a process problem at all saying oh yeah that's gonna be 475 and no I don't have a payment plan but I'm happy to meet you when you're ready because you understand you have to be a good steward. Poor stewardship allows you to give, your, give you, give away what God has given you that's valuable. Let me say that again. Poor stewardship allows you to give away what God gave you that is valuable. That's not a good steward. Some of you could change your entire situation if you started valuing what God called valuable in your life. But you got to see it as valuable. So let's look at this word in the Message Bible, because this is deep. The Message Bible always kind of makes things real clear. Same thing, 40, uh, Luke 6, 46. Why are you so polite with me? Now, you, I like this. We're going to recognize this. Always saying, yes, sir, and that's right. <laughs> but ne- listen, that is in the Message Bible. I ain't make that up. But never doing a thing, I tell you. We have a man of God that you can travel this world. And not find another who preaches from some place that's only God sent who has revelation knowledge because he saturates himself he spends time he hears from God and he has wisdom that can help you to for you to bring unity to your family that can help you to take an idea and allow it to start as a seed and create a business that you employ people we have that kind of man of God oh he a, and he an awesome businessman We're setting in debt free. We're setting in debt free. Debt free. Not payments. We ain't paying on it. We're setting in debt free. And he comes up here week after week. And we say, and I'm included, yes, sir, I heard that. That's good. I got that, Pastor. Go ahead, Doc. All that. But did we do what he said? Did we take it? Did we hear it? See, you can hear something, it can go through you. But when you hear something, it connects to you. See, there's a difference between information and impartation. Our prayer has to be when we go in meetings or we go into any situation where you go somewhere, God, allow me to have the impartation of it. Don't let me get caught up in the formality and miss the revelation of it. Don't let me miss it. If we really go back to that and when we meet people and we don't think, oh, that's just such and such. But you don't know God sent her to say something that she's going to say through. He's going to use her to say it through her to connect to you and give you confirmation. But you don't even stop for and speak to her. Because we take things and people for granted. But it is can hurt people's feelings because that kind of stuff does hurt people. We often, we overlook that and be like, pass the test. Stop giving the test. That ain't in a note at all, Jesus. But in the midst of that, who we really hurt is ourself. Because you disrespected a gift God was going to use to help bring revelation to your life. You walked away from them thinking, Oh, sis ain't got it what I'm trying to get done. Not knowing that God wanted you to pour into her because you didn't know who she knows that she's gonna bring to introduce you, that the very thing you've been believing God for, her connection's gonna make that help to manifest. But you discounted her. Because she didn't look like what you thought should have what you need. And usins. Got to start looking, stop looking for people who we think look like they will have it. Because typically if they look like they have it, they won't have it. My husband was somewhere yesterday. You know, I'm pressing in. It was such a, I mean, this whole weekend's been such an upside down, if you will, like strange things. So I'm at home studying. I'm pressing in. One daughter, she's at a picnic, and another one's doing something else. And Raymond's sending me uh, little pictures from, he's shopping. I'm like, what is going on, Jesus and so, and I'm here, I'm sending them pictures back. My sister's anniversary, they, they're sending me pictures of steaks. I'm sending her a picture of my laptop. This, this is what I got for you. you I forgot. Keep going. I'm sorry. Praise God. He's going to use you. And I'm like, what kind of stuff is this? But in the midst of my husband, text me. He says, it's a man here. And he says, "That um, his staffing agency makes $30,000 a month. And the employee said, can you show me how to make it? And I'm studying this right and I said first off he don't make $30,000 a month because when you really make $30,000 a month you don't tell nobody because you certainly don't want nobody to know that's the first thing I knew and the second thing I knew if he told the staff and an employee an employee is nine times out of ten that employee ain't gonna do nothing with the information because what did we go back to let's go back to where we was at Lord Lord you got it you already know where I'm going you already know where I'm going because people, what I discovered, people who are making money, they don't talk about the money they make. Because it ain't necessary. Because results will show up anyway. Regardless if you think they got it or don't. Where did that come from, Jesus? Let's go back to these notes. Okay. Okay. So if the word, so I want to look at uh, this other part, the B part of this message here. And I'm going to read this to you real quick because I don't know what's on the screen. I'm looking at time. If you work the words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who digs deep and lays the foundation of his house on the bedrock. When the river burst its banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it, but it was built to last. See, that's about somebody who heard God and built correctly but if you just use my word in Bible studies, I was like, if this ain't plain," and don't work them into your life, you are like a dumb carpenter. This is straight up in the Word. I didn't say it Minister Grabney. It's in Luke 6, 46, 49 in the Message Bible. It say you are like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. That sounds like skipping phases. Foundation is critical. When the swollen rivers came crashing in it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. Somebody built properly because they had instruction. They obeyed instruction. They understood who sent them. Someone built, they just built. They heard, oh girl, I heard they down there building houses, honey, and they flipping houses and they making money, honey. I mean, they hand over fist. Let me get me some stuff. I'm going to buy me a house. I'm going to go to the auction. auction was a few weeks ago. And I'm going to get me a house. I'm going to do it because it sounds like a good thing, not a God thing. See, people got to stop falling for good things, not God things. They may do it and it may work because God's anointed them to do it. But when you do it, you just wasted money and time. What is God saying for you to do? See, envious gets in because you look across the street and you're like, mm, they got a venue system too. I should get one. I bet I could make money too. But you don't know. They anointed to do what she does. She's called to do that. No more good ideas. They waste time. I had this week. Um, this week, um, I had the opportunity to. I spoke to a couple times this week. Um, it ain't like this though, Jesus. So God just revealed to me again. I ain't pressing in on these other speaking engagements. But I spoke this week to one group of aspiring entrepreneurs, and my topic for them was, it's go time. And I talked about them. Many entrepreneurs get caught up on shiny objects. Shiny objects are the next big thing. Oh, they doing this, honey. I saw them, honey. I, I know, yes, I know somebody who made 4000 from it. Ain't asked no details. All involved, writing checks. Certainly ain't ask God should you get involved in it. But then you run. And here the thing is, this is the tragic thing in it, that your heart is abundant life. That's what really pulls you to it. But because you don't understand who is the giver of abundant life and you think you got to do it, you hear about a plan, a ploy, a scheme, a next big thing, and you go do that. Tony totally waste time and money and your reputation. Cause folks ain't coming again. You do, you'll call them three times, but I ain't showing up no more when you get me with the first Amway. No uh no uh I ain't buying no more jewelry. No, when you call me next time, what do you need? No, uh-uh. Don't get me there with 12 people. No. What do you need? That's your reputation. When you understand that God has a gift, a talent that he's given you, that when you release it, nobody can do it like you. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur. An intrapreneur is somebody who works for a company, but they're such an asset to the company that they produce like they are an entrepreneur, but they produce entrepreneur results because they're not weight. They're an asset, not a liability, when they show up to the company. When they show up to the company, they're not Facebooking for the first two hours. Coffeeing for the next two hours. Oh, then it's time for lunch, goodness. Now I'm gonna swing by and get my nails done because I know I got time and they won't be back on time and so I got time to do that. Oh goodness, what time is it? Let me check on these children. They should be getting off the school bus right about now and I gotta make sure they get in the house because that ring is going off and I know they better get in that house. Oh, it's time to go home. You ain't done nothing all day. And then you're like, God, I don't know why you're not moving. I thought I was believing God for a promotion. I would promote you if you show up. See, being somewhere doesn't mean you are there. You can be in a place and be checked out. Oh, you better catch that. You better catch that. You can be somewhere and not be there. You can be in a marriage and not be there. You can be in your house and you be in your mind mentally somewhere completely different. My husband will be thinking sometimes he'll be doing something. I say, what you thinking about? Because see, I understand the importance of knowing you are. I'm like, what you think? He's like, nothing. I'm like, no, you're thinking. Everyone is thinking something. And I need you to tell me in this very moment, what are you thinking? And then he'll say, and I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know nothing about vibrations and astronauts. Okay, okay, keep carrying on. But what I'm doing is because we know, ladies, We can be in multiple places. We can be physically right here and in six other places. I'm cooking, I got the grocery list, I'm gonna do this, and I gotta swing by here and I gotta make sure this happens. But when you're present, God can meet you where you're at. See, comfortable allows you to do it on autopilot. You can do it on autopilot because it's you doing it. But when God is in control, and you're depending on God to do it, and you're leaning in, oh, I'm way in front of my notes now, but I'm going to go there. When you're leaning in and you're relying on God, you're very aware. You're very aware. God, I heard you speak this morning. You said, I'm going to come across the path of somebody who needs to, I need to share your life, share your love with. So who is that person? I literally preparing for this yesterday and I, I've already written all this out because my husband gave me a challenge I tell everything they say when I get up here that's okay because it helps somebody he said I want you to write your notes all out on paper and try to stay focused on the paper and if you get lost go back to the paper I was like okay because see, he liked that style and I'm like you know I really don't work like that I'm really kind of like give me three bullets and let's just go But I'm trying to do a new thing right here. That's why y'all say I got this paper here. And so in the midst of that, I know. He like, see, she didn't do what I told her at all. We'll talk later. But in the midst of that, so I stopped writing because I'm like, oh, I got to get something for tomorrow so I can have this last missing piece. And so I run to the store really quickly. And I'm like, God, listen, I don't got time to be running to a bunch of places. I got to get back. I got to focus on... And uh, I, gotta need, I need to make sure, Jesus, that I am hearing your voice. I can't be in all this natural. Let me just hurry up and run in. So I run into the place, and I'm getting something. I hear somebody say, Marquita? And I look up, and she says, hey. I said, hey, how you doing? Now, I would have totally missed the woman because I wasn't looking. Now, I'm doing something that's really going to be intentional, but I'm not even thinking. Am I going to encounter somebody? And so in the midst of that, I asked her about her children, her house, and we got to catch up right quick. You know, when you ain't seen somebody, you catch up right quick. I'm like, you know, you did know because I don't know. It's been that long. And she's like, oh, I heard. And I also heard. I'm like, okay. See, so all of y'all who know me, you fought that whole complete thing. And so I know you did. And so in the midst of that, she said, um, what are you doing? You still have your business? I said, absolutely. I said, in fact, I'm hiring. So because now I tapped into, you asked me for a reason, and I know I got a couple positions I got to feel because God is doing that overflow. And so she said, okay, really? You would consider hiring me? I said, oh, I know your character. I know where you worked at previously. I said, you're anointed to do what you do. And she bust out crying. I could have been so busy trying to do what I need to do and get around what I and missed an opportunity that God needed her to know she's still anointed. She's still called. Nothing can take us from God. God does not void out who He called you to be, given what you did. It don't matter how long you've been gone. God still is going to use you and can use you. He still has an assignment. And it doesn't change that you are not using the gift, that your gift was anointed. You better catch that again. It doesn't change. What changes is you got to start using it. So what are we giving God to work with? I want to talk about three stances. I went back to my notes, y'all. I'm doing good, baby. And so three stances, comfortable, waiting, and yielded. Comfortable gets comfortable results. Let me say that again. Comfortable gets comfortable results. Not bad, but just comfortable. Like surviving types of deal, like the survival type of deal, you know, instead of thriving. You know, when you hear somebody in there, they're like, you know, let's say, for example, I heard this. Somebody was collecting school supplies and they were like, "Um, this particular organization needs $500 more. They're like, honey child, I need $500 too. I gotta send my own children to school. That's not thriving. That's surviving. See, surviving only gives you enough for your house. Thriving gives you abundance that when you hear a need and you see something, you can say, oh, I can meet it if the Holy Spirit's saying the same thing. See, that's what thriving does. That's what thriving does. And so you can't be comfortable with that. Then there's waiting. Waiting gets uh, defaulted results. Let me say that again. Waiting gets defaulted results. What I mean by that? Is you think, oh, I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna make no decision. Oh, you made a decision because life keeps moving. Oh, you made a decision. You waited so long, the opportunity's gone. You waited so long, you missed it. You waited so long, the student loan, oh, mm-hmm, the student loan campaign that was gonna cancel your debt. You missed the date deadline, October 31st. Listen, folks, you need to get that together. That's for real. If you work for a non-for-profit, I'm gonna take a short commercial break. If you work for a non-for-profit organization and you have some time, and you have student loans, you need to make sure you make the October 31st deadline. Don't wait, you don't want to be like this, because if you wait, you'll miss the opportunity. See, waiting will cause you to miss an opportunity, but there are some times when waiting ain't all bad. And I experienced that too, see, when you wait sometimes, you will avoid Ishmael. And then you'll bump into Boaz. See, waiting ain't always bad. It ain't always bad. But you don't want to be living your life on wait. Because sometimes when people are waiting, I find, and and we as believers, we got got real nice dressy ways to dress up waiting. You know, I'm just going to wait and see what God says. You know, I just don't feel a release right now. You know, I'm going to just see what he says. You know, God's going to tell me when the time is. Uh Uh-huh, all those nice things. We're going to come back to that. We're going to deal with it. Then there is yielded to God, yielding to God. When we really yield to God, it gets results. And this is beyond great results. This is the supernatural type of results. So I heard Minister orphy out here praying supernatural, supernatural. I'm like, yes, God. I'm like, I need to stick to this paper, Jesus, and he calling it supernatural. That's taking me somewhere different. And in the midst of that, but supernatural, when you yield to God, you do get supernatural results. Look at Amos 9:1315, one of my favorite scriptures. And I'm seeing God bring this thing all the way to life. Yes, indeed, it won't be long. Now, God decreed, Mm, you better hear this for yourself. This is for somebody. Let me start over. Yes, indeed. It won't be long now. God decreed things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring over the mountains and the hills. You know that sounds good, right? So if that sounds good, that's yielded. that When we yield to God, we get yielded results. That's the benefit of that. So then let's look deeper at how do we get yielded results. I want to look at three things because we got to give God something to work with. And so they will put on the screen for me these three points. You had to be taking notes for the rest of it. And one is get uncomfortable. You have to get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable uncomfortable. If everybody in your circle you comfortable with you need to get around someone that makes you completely uncomfortable because then you know you're in territory you've never been before and you can't go somewhere new with old, ba- beha- be- old, beha- uh, old behaviors and patterns. Only way to get somewhere new is you someone's got to introduce you. Get uncomfortable and remove out of your mind, then it's got to be somebody who looks like you. You miss beautiful relationships and opportunities because you're looking for the package in a certain kind of way. Get uncomfortable. And when you get, un- when you get, with- when you get uncomfortable, you become dependent on God's power. You're like, God, are you sane for me to call her? God, in fact, I want to challenge you. One of the ways as believers, we come across so many people and we're doing life and we're just carrying out things and we get so busy and all this noise and all these dings and notifications are happening. But when you start off and you understand giving God his time and you start off and you say, God, who do you want me to call today? Who needs to just hear a word? I might, even have, might not even have the word. I just want to tell them I love you. I'm thinking about you. How are you doing? That's uncomfortable sometimes if you haven't done it. Because you're like, they're gonna think I'm crazy. I'm just gonna text them out the blue, yes. Obey God. Lean, on, lean to God, listen to God. God may tell you to go somewhere. It may not even make sense. But God knows, and he's gonna make what doesn't make sense to you, make sense. Get uncomfortable. Be okay being uncomfortable. But when you, you know the wonderful thing about being uncomfortable, is that you have to lean on God. And when you lean on God, you know, he won't leave you out there. I was thinking last night and this morning about my friend, Minister Mignon, who said, God won't embarrass you. I was like, I don't know if that's scripture, but God, you will not embarrass me. Because <laughs> my husband always said, when you say something, back it up in scripture. I'd be like, listen, I don't know if Mignon, what she said, but that sounds good to me today. So I'm going to roll with that. Yeah, we need to find out that scripture. But in the midst of it, get uncomfortable and lean in hard to God. Number two, understand that faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. What is your work? What is your work? For every need you have, God has given you something that will work that need and it's a solution to the need, and it's a solution for other people. What is your work? What is your work? You gotta give God something to work with. What is your work? He's giving gifts and talents to you, creative ideas, concepts. Some people are so brilliant, they just hear, they're like, God is speaking and God is moving, and I'm like, well, okay, so, but they're like, no, I don't have gas money. Okay, well, God's really not in all that speaking if you don't got gas money. God is trying to get you to listen how to get gas money because he doesn't, I heard, and it's in the word, he ain't seen his seed begging. His seed don't beg. His seed don't beg. We're lying on daddy. We're acting like we got a bad father. No, he's a good father. We just have to be obedient and we have to get uncomfortable. Lean in on hard to God and understand faith without works is dead. What is your work? Everyone has enough to win at the current level. You got enough to win on the level you own. The level you on, you can win. I have people who come in and say, you know, if I had you know, X amount of dollars. I really could start. You can start today. You can start with what you got today. Just tell me, okay, you want to buy a mall. Okay, maybe you're not getting the mall, baby. But what is it you desire to do in the mall? I wanna make clothing. Okay, so what we're gonna do, we're gonna start where we are. Can you find someone who, per, who sells clothing and can you go online and put a website up? Do you got enough for a website? Everyone has enough for them to start where they are today and to win. Can you bring up one of those pictures that I asked for on the screen for me, please? I had a, recently had a friend that went to Kenya. and if, I don't know if you can see that clear but that's a woman that's outside in Kenya and you can see it don't look real sophisticated, right? And she's outside working what God gave her to work. Can you show me the next picture? Another person working what God gave her to work. So I'm asking you, what are your what are you giving God to work with? What are you giving God to work with? Now, none of our conditions, I don't believe nobody in this sanctuary today, I'm going to step out on a limb and say our situation looked like that. One of my favorite little questions I got, what's your excuse? What's your excuse? Water wasn't raining on the inside of none of our houses. None of us woke up and was sweeping dirt like it was the real floor. What's our excuse? What's our excuse for not working? Well, we have to work. Oh, don't tell me it's age. Don't tell me it's age because KFC did amazing things in his old age. Y'all still eating some of his chicken. Amen. So it's not age. Oh, and it's, it definitely can't be, you don't have enough, because I just showed you the pictures of somebody who's got barely, not probably even close to enough, but she's working what God gave her. As pastor would say, "It's time to bust a move. You can't keep talking about talking about it. That's too much talking. And if you got friends that are often talk, that are always talking and keep talking about what they're going to do, I'm challenging you to be a good friend and say, Sis, listen, we talked about that last week and last year. Mm-mm. Now, I love you, girl. I, I, now, listen, girl, I love you, Betty. But, Betty, if you're going to write the book, write the book. Because I want to hear about it not one more day, Betty. I want you to write the book, Betty. Now, what do we need to do to help you write the book, Betty? Who do we need to find? Because i got YouTube up. We got to be that kind of friend and call people out and not let them just be not great, live under their God given potential. No, no more that just talking. Time out. Everyone in here, we survived the pandemic. Jesus. 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 That's deep, that's deep. A million people didn't. God, when will you have enough signs, can confirmations, revelation to win? To step out, to get started, to believe God, to use your talent and your gifting? Remove the excuses. No more of them fancy things. No more of them. Oh, if I had more time. You got time. Get up two hours early. Now, sleep is good. I had my medical doctor says, you need to rest the time, so I'm going to say that. But there are times you need to get up and you need to lean in. And when God is in and he'll, when God is, oh, Jesus, when God is in a situation, it's no toil, it'll make it look, it'll look easy to others who will try to duplicate it. They won't be able to figure it out. They'll be like, man, you got the same amount of hours I got? How do you get all that done? Because God is in it. And when God is in it, you can do it. Because God's called you to do it, and he will not embarrass you. Oh, she got the scripture, babe. She got the scripture. It's in the word. <laughs> Y'all know I love you, and so let's look at a couple things. I was talking about understanding the faith without works is dead. What is your work? You got the point. You got something to work. Every nobody's lost. If it's a mindset, if it's a gift of service, it, it's some. Everybody has something that you can work. And so I just want to give you some words to just kind of help confirm that for you. But with God, there is no such thing as impossibilities for the one who believes. For the one who believes, there are no impossibilities with God. So when you say, God, will you really do that? God, you showed me a vision of it, and I see myself doing it. It's possible. And when the enemy tries to talk to you, oh, let's deal with that book of the day. Because you're going to think of something, you already know what you're going to do. And some going to talk back and say, you know you can't do that. And that's when you got to talk back. See, I, let me tell you, when I showed up, I said, God, make this relatable. Meet them where they're at. Allow this to transform them. So I'm calling it out. So when the enemy talks to you, you got to say, no, no, I will do it. And the mere fact you're talking is why I'm going to do it even more. Because the enemy don't fight what's not a weapon. He wouldn't be trying to delay you. If you weren't supposed to do it, God will always do his part, but we also need to do our part. When there's failure in an equation, it's not God's part. It's our part. Do we not hear God? Do we not listen to God? Do we not obey God? Do we not move when God said to move? God will always do his part. That's why we have to begin with the beginning in mind, starting with what you are. God, what are you saying? God, what do you desire for me to do, God? And when you have that, God will always do his part. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Faith moves, it's the currency. It's the currency, it causes things to move. When you release your faith, things start happening. It starts moving, preparing. Okay, let me give you something that's not faith to allow you to see how that moves and you understand. Think about a car that you got, and before you got the car, you've never seen the car. As soon as you get the car, you're like, here it goes. Look at that car going down the street. There's another one of them. Babe, got another car. got another car. Because what are you? Aware. You're aware. So if that is in that small thing, imagine what happens when you're in faith. Woo! My God. When you're in faith, you'll start speaking to the situation. You know, faith calls you to get real bold and to get an authority. And it's not because of who you are. It's because you know who sent you and who told you. So you got full confidence that he will not fail. So you're like, oh, my God, I know you're going to do this. You walk in with a different kind of boldness. Oh, no, today's the day. It's going to get canceled. Now, what do we need to do to make this? No, uh-uh, I'm looking for a yes. Nuh-uh, no, no, no. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm really looking for a yes today. Who can give me a yes? Oh, you're going to get your manager? Oh, I think, I think that's a good idea, too. I think that's a real good idea because I'm looking for a yes. See, faith will make you try to be that kind of bold because faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. So what is your seed? What is your seed? Because you got to have a seed. Oh, I'm going to land a plane. I'm going to land a plane, baby. I'm going to land a plane. What is your seed? See, conception cannot take place without first planting the seed. Conception cannot take place without first planting the seed. So let's look at some seeds. Prayer is a supernatural seed. The parable of the sower and the teacher that every seed that is sown has the potential to die or germinate depending upon the soil. We've all heard the parable. But the seed of prayer is way different. The seed of prayer is completely different. It only ripens with time. Prayer is a seed that ripens with time and over time. Today's Grandparents' Day, and that's what's so vitally important about praying, grandparents. Jesus, because their prayers ripen with time. They ripen over generations to generations to generations to come. That's what's so vital about grandparents. I'm glad we're recognizing them. Prayer is a powerful seed. Time is a seed. Where you plant your time, oh, it's a seed. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. How are you spending your time? Are you spending your time with God, hearing God's word, hearing God what God is saying to direct you and guide you? Are you spending your time listening to things that don't edify you, won't allow you to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that when he speaks to you, you know how to move. Because or, or, you can spend your time doing one or the other. How you spend your time is either making you be sensitive, more sensitive, where you can hear, or it's pulling you away because it's so carnal. And listen, I'm all for, I, I have to have uh, what I call wind-down moments. I'll listen, go on a good Netflix, but that can't be your main thing all the time. I mean, you just can't be binge watching all day and all night. My God, unless you're about to produce movies. I mean, are you looking for a a way to do the movie? You know all the series. Goodness, where are you using your time? But yet we say, Lord, Lord, why haven't I seen abundance? Because it's your time. Then another seed is the word of God. Woo! The Word of God. The Word of God. We have to make time to hear and read the Word of God, so that it's in us. Because what's in us will come out of us. It'll come out at the right time when you need it. But it's got to be put in. It can't come out if it's not in. The Word of God. That's another seed. Here's another seed that we don't often talk about: love. Love is a seed. Do we stop to say, I appreciate your gifts, sis. You're loved. You're appreciated. There's a scripture that, um, that is in the word that says you can know, have wisdom, and you can be able to prophesy, but if you don't have love, you have nothing. You have nothing. You have to have love in your heart. That's a seed. And for some people, I realize people are raised up a lot of different ways. And some things can be a struggle. And those things do impact. How we are raised do impact, but how we are raised do not, they're not the ultimate decision of who we are. Because ultimately who we are, who our father is, is Christ Jesus. And he can change any situation. So if if love is not your natural being, God, allow me to love more. Some relationships don't work because people don't love them the right way. That's why it's important to understand, I love the, the book about your love language. Now, my husband says all of the languages are mine. He's like, I think they all yours, all of them, all of them in your love language. But you have to understand, how do people receive love? Some people want to be checked on. you got to understand, love is a seed. And who you sow your love into is a seed you're planting because God so loved that he gave. you following with me already. Obedience is a seed. Obedience is a seed. The word says obedience is better than sacrifice. We have to get obedient no matter how it looks. Be obedient. Do the word. If God says go, go, it don't matter who says it. You got to give an account to God. You have to give an account to God. You can't say they didn't get it. They didn't understand it. They didn't agree with me. God told you. Be obedient. Be obedient. Be obedient. Substance. You know I was coming for substance. Substance is a seed. It's a seed of how our substance, of our finances, our resources, it is a seed. Where are you planting your substance? What are you doing with your substance? Listen, I know we're in real times and we cannot um, negate faith doesn't cause us to ignore what is, but it causes us to respond differently. And so I remember some years ago when the world was in a recession, you heard how I said that, when the world was in a recession, pastor told us, and I still remember today, he said, we're not in a recession. So the same thing holds true. I see the numbers and the numbers and all this is happening, and when this does this to the GDP, listen, you can be where you wanna be, but I'm not in a recession. And you better not be in one either. Because God's got, listen, one of my mentors says, when it's bad, it's good. I said, oh, that's good. He said, oh, huh, when it's bad, it's good. He said, let him think that because it's going to be more business for you because when it's bad, it's good. So I had to translate that because he wasn't with us, but you know what I mean. So I had to translate that. I said, you know, God, you can bless us in a time when there's not supposed to be more. When there's supposed to be less, you can cause us to be raised up. But we have to listen different, move differently, be obedient, understand where our time is going, and be cognizant of our seed. But one thing we cannot do is back up on the things that's gotten you where, where you know you've seen results. I've heard people talk about all kinds of things, but some of them things ain't struggle for me because I know what has helped me to get to where I'm at. So it ain't struggle for me. You do what you want to do. Because I'm going to keep doing what I'm going to do because I understand what has got me here. Listen, i got some real big bold goals that I want to see God do, and I've heard God speak, and I've seen God show it. But listen, when I sit back and think about where I used to be, ooh, Jesus, that's somebody who knows me. When I used to think about that, when I sit back and think for a moment how my life used to be, whoo, goodness gracious, you think I'm going to back up on that? you got to be someone different. I'm going to lean in. You see, I had to choose my words correctly. <laughs> I had to choose my words right. you got to lean in more than ever. It's got to be relationship. you got to understand that you're in a joint venture. God is sending you out so he can give seed to the sower. Now listen, this may not be for everybody, but it's for somebody. And work what works for you. But I know it's worked for me. Don't back up on it. I was on a call yesterday, and somebody said, oh, we need XYZ, and we're going to do this, and we're going to be able to raise this much money, and it's going to help students, and da 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 And the person said, I'm giving $5,000 to it. I said, oh, she's a sower. I understand why people got to come to her now. Because she ain't wait for the envelope. She ain't wait on the invitation. She ain't wait on them to send something in the mail, and ask on the third time. She said, here it is. This is what I'm going to do. for some saying, oh, well, you know, that's so nice. She said no, $5,000. Like, I ain't got $5,000. Mm-hmm. And if you keep talking like that, you won't have it. But if you hear it and you embrace it, you can say, well, what can I do? Maybe right now I'm able to do X, Y, Z. Maybe I'm able to sow my time. Because your time is valuable. It's valuable. Your gifting is valuable. Your skills are valuable. As substance. And there were all kinds of people in the word of God that talked that gave God their substance. I'm gonna give you this list really quickly. The lady with the two mites, she gave substance. Come on, people. Blind man, faith that would he, he, he had faith that he would be healed. The woman at the well, her confession, the woman with the joy, the jar of oils. Listen, she had the oil was pulling, and she is the oil kept pouring until there were no more jars. That was capacity. Stretch your thinking, stretch your mindset. There's more, the recession ain't touching you, you're going above, not below. God's speaking still, this is your time. You do not, you are not quitting, you are on point and on assignment. The woman who baked a cake, that was her last, so she thought, but it was a seed. The woman with the perfume, the expensive perfume, no, it's an expensive perfume. But guess what, it was another seed. So you have a seed, you have a seed. And your seed, you've heard many different ways. But what you do, what you have, what you are clear on is it's ROI time. What is ROI? Return on investment. It's return on investment time. A price has been paid. We all survived the pandemic. God had a purpose and a reason for that. If your assignment and your time was up, you wouldn't have had a need to be here. But you're here and I'm here. So there's purpose. There's reason. And there's timing. Part of your assignment, if you're a member of Harvest Church, because God does everything intentional, is to hook up with the vision. Cuz you don't go anywhere and take. You don't go to somebody's house, okay, let's just let's break this down. You don't go to somebody's house and just take over, right? Cuz you at their house. When you go, you're a good guest. And when you receive from somebody, you say thank you. How can I help? Cuz you want to be an asset, not a liability. Same thing. When you're a member here, when we're a member here, we're an asset. How can I help? There's going to be opportunities. Michelle's going to talk about October's coming up um, pretty soon, and we've got opportunities to plan for anniversary Sunday. We need help. Teams. Not the same teams. New teams with new, fresh ideas. Pastor's birthday's coming up. And I definitely didn't think I was going to go here, but I'm going to say it. was in a meeting. I said, Pastor, what do you want to do for October? Who are you thinking about the speakers? And, you know, with your birthday, do you have an idea? He said, just treat it like another day my birthday. I said oh no sir. Now I rose up on that one. I don't never rise up on much but on that one I said oh no sir. Oh no sir. It's not it's not gonna be another day but when I heard him say that that came from a place a place of ten birthday cards that came from a place we got time people we're good we're good guests we got substance yes I'm bringing it here yes I am absolutely bringing it here But we've got time, and we're good guests. We wanna be an asset, not a liability. We wanna help to lift, not pull. We wanna help to lift, not pull. There'll be opportunities for those teams. I wanna encourage you, if you're a person that said, oh, they shoulda did this or shoulda did that, then you need to see the appropriate person to help and get on that team, because your help is needed. Your gift is needed, for real. And the time is absolutely now. The time is now. But in the midst of that, for some of us, it's sewing. Like my girlfriend that I told you that went to Kenya. Listen, I went to Haiti. And I was real clear when I got back here where my road was. I said, well, I'm a sewer for these trips, Jesus. Because I don't think I'm called to do that. Mm-mm. When I saw that house, when I got to that house, Jesus, and they said, well, we staying at. I said, who's staying at? This is where I'm staying? Jesus. So I'm real clear. I was real grateful. I need to see that, experience that, but I am definitely a sower. You going? I'm sowing. You got that. You got that and I'm with you. Everybody got to play their place. Everybody got to play their role in their lane. What is your lane? And what are you giving God to work with? Everybody stand to your feet. Because we all have something we can give to God to work with. And I've seen all my flags and signs. You know, when, you, when you, it's time to land this plane, they're like, you overdue. Let's go. What are you giving God to work with? Some people need to get uncomfortable because you've been comfortable for long enough. The pandemic can no longer be an excuse. We've seen that, done that, now let's, ma- let's navigate. As the kids say, move around. For some of us, we need to redirect our time. And we need to take ownership of our time and say, God, what are you saying for me to do with my time? There are people who are retired and have time. I hear people talk about retirement all the time, and nothing about that really kind of all, never set well with me because I'm like, what am I going to do? do it down? I mean, like I. something. Then I heard Pastor say the other day in the same meeting, "If you stop moving, you'll die. Move in." Keep moving, keep moving. Don't die physically and don't die spiritually. You could be of a place and not in time is now. I'm going to pray and we're going to do personal ministry. You know what personal ministry is? That's you're going to find your partner that's next to you and you don't have to touch whatever your level of comfort is. If you want to touch them on their arm or not touch them on their arm because it's back to personal ministry. See, we can no longer pull on this role to do all of that role. That's another teachable thing. We see the age, but it's powerful than, it's more powerful than it's ever been. God's given him more years, more years, more vision, more vision, but we got to work smarter. And we got to help him work smarter. We got to help them work smarter. It's got to be easier. They got to be able to give direction. And we run. Instead of and say, are they running? It's time. So personal ministry. Find someone that's sitting next to you, whatever the case is, wherever you're comfortable. And share with them what you need to shift and you need to change. So you can move. And God, you can give God what he needs. Cause you got to give God something anytime there's a change or there's a redirection or that you desire to move to another level or move to another place or to do something different. It requires something from you. If it's husband and wife connect up, hook up, but we're going to take a second and we're going to pray. Listen, time out for games. What is it you want to do and see differently? 2022 is about to come to a close. Are you in the same place that you were at in 2021? It doesn't just happen unless you lean in. I told you lean into God. Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. Know that God won't fail you. God has a reason and a purpose. Your gifts and your talents are not voided. It's still time. They're needed in the body of Christ. They're needed in the kingdom of God. They're needed in your church, wherever your church. If you're a visitor, your church needs your gifts and your talents and your time and your top talent. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.